Um, if you were in my breakout today, I don't think I don't think you were able to be in there. But we talked a little bit about goal setting and setting goals for yourself and your organization and your company, your office, and setting goals for what you see yourself being in five to ten years. And it's true. You, I, I would I'd set goals 10, 15 years ago that I wanted to coach dental hygienists outside my office. Did I think that would ever happen? I probably didn't. But I wrote that down. I worked toward making that happening. So I would just say, set your goals. If you want to be outside the operatory, if you want to be outside the practice, make that a goal for yourself and work toward that goal. You know, learn, educate. Um, I, I, you just can't educate yourself enough. Learn as much as you can. Read leadership books. You will develop yourself into the leader you want to become. You'll look at yourself one day and realize, I have outgrown the space I'm in. I need something more. And the good thing is with a dental leadership organization like Lightwave or other organizations, there's the ability to step up and elevate your seat to them. Cindy. Yes. Thank you so much for staying after the conference. Um, I don't know how you guys did it, but it's so much energy in two days. And it's probably a lot more energy to put this together. Just for people that don't know what I'm talking about, can you briefly say where we're at, what we're doing here, yeah. and why you guys are doing this? Sure. So I work for Lightwave Dental. Lightwave is the first and only, I do believe, dental leadership organization. We're a DLO. And we pride ourselves on creating leaders, developing leaders, and working uh, to give our um, all of our company the skills to be leaders, to step up to the plate, to lead our companies to success, our offices to success. Um, our Lightwave launch, our first one was in 2022 and it's a dental leadership organization um, conference and what we do is we work on leadership skills it has nothing to do with dentistry it has to do with culture it has to do with inspiring each other it has to do with going back as better people to do our jobs well that's amazing and and it is truly no clinical discussion I Correct. poked into a couple of rooms and there was pretty much just how to get better at leading the team, hiring and all these things. Uh, why do you think, and even going back a little bit, why do you think this model is so successful, the, the, the dentist leadership organization instead of the typical dental service organization? Well, one thing is we're dentist owned and dentist led. So our offices and our teams have skin in the game. So their success is our success and vice versa. So for them to want to be better helps themselves personally, helps their office, helps their teams, and also helps us as a company. So it plays into our success. That's amazing. When did you join? I started working. Um, my office was one of the founding offices with Lightwave Dental in 2016. The, ca the company was funded in November of 2016. The two doctors I worked for at the time was Dr. Bruce Hutchison and Dr. Michael Gorman. They were founding doctors with Lightwave Dental. I worked for 14 months for Lightwave Dental as an employee within the practice. And then in January of 2018, I left my clinical practice of, as a dental hygienist and went to work for Lightwave Management. That's amazing. What a career path. Yeah, it was amazing. I did it for personal reasons, but I just needed some more flexibility with my job. But I would never go back just because it's been such a great experience for me. I've loved my job. Right. And, and maybe a little bit, if you can touch on your upbringings, I think you have a fascinating story. You briefly shared... Uh, just like just the top of it, but I wanted I wanted to put it on record so sure. I can go back and listen to it again. Yeah, okay, so in November of 2020, my daughter was expecting a baby, and we knew 
in uh, not 2020, sorry, 2017, my daughter was expecting a baby and she knew going into the pregnancy that her baby had lots of health problems. Uh, we knew that she was going to be born with gastroschisis. She had a hole in her heart and that she was going to require long hospitalizations and surgeries. So my daughter reached out and said, mom, I need help. So I went to Justin, that was in November. I went to Justin the first part of January and said, is there any opportunity for me to work for Lightwave Management? Being tied to a clinical chair eight hours a day just didn't work for the, the mm -hmm. areas of my life I was gonna need to help my daughter with moving forward. So I started working for Justin I think it was one and two days a week in January, and then I took a leave of absence to stay at the hospital with my daughter and with Piper. They were She was hospitalized about two and a half months, wow. and then she had an ostomy bag throughout the summer, so she couldn't go to daycare, and, my, and I worked helping my daughter, helping Lightwave, still working clinical for one and two days a week for Dr. Hutchison, and then I just kind of segued. Um, my first day at Lightwave was October 1st, um, 2018 as a full-time employee and that was the day my granddaughter's ostomy bag was reversed That's so amazing. everything just kind of worked out beautifully for me and since then my father was ill I've had other uh, my mother-in-law's uh, needs assisted living care now so it's been really great for me to have the opportunity to have a job I love a career I love work full-time and still have the flexibility to take them on appointments and do the things I need to do personally so I'm very blessed that's amazing and can you can we talk a little bit about the career path, right? So a lot of people look at dentistry as very, very simple in a way that it's dental assistant, it's hygienist, it's the doctor, it's the office manager, and that's it. And I feel like this is not even two-dimensional. It's like a one-dimensional point of view when you look at the dental career. And for each of these tracks, there's so much for a dental assistant, a hygienist, the doctors, the office managers. And you said that it's a career path and I wanted you to just elaborate on this. How do you see from your experience, right? So we've talked to other people on the team that have experience being the dental assistant and growing into operations manager and then chief officers and things like that. Can you touch on that, that dentistry is not just being a dental assistant? Oh, for sure not. Um, if you were in my breakout today, I don't think I don't think you were able to be in there. But we talked a little bit about goal setting and setting goals for yourself and your organization and your company, your office, and setting goals for what you see yourself being in five to ten years. And it's true. You, I, I would I'd set goals 10, 15 years ago that I wanted to coach dental hygienists outside my office. Did I think that would ever happen? I probably didn't. But I wrote that down. I worked toward making that happening. So I would just say, set your goals if you want to be out outside the operatory, if you want to be outside the practice, make that a goal for yourself and work toward that goal. You know, learn, educate. Um, I, I, you just can't educate yourself enough. Learn as much as you can. Read leadership books. You will develop yourself into the leader you want to become. You'll look at yourself one day and realize, I have outgrown the space I'm in. I need something more. And the good thing is with a dental leadership organization like Lightwave or other organizations, there's the ability to step up and elevate your seat to those different levels. Right. And if somebody's stuck in the in the career or in the job, what would you recommend? Like what would be the first step? Because I feel like for people like yourself and myself to sit down and write goals, it's it's become now it's like a second nature, right? Correct. But for someone who's never done it, you have two competing things. You have a sheet of paper that's empty. You have a pen and you have a phone that you can go on TikTok, you can go on any other places, and that sheet of paper is very intimidating. 
even for, I don't know if you've experienced that, but when I write goals, if I have a clean sheet of paper and I say my five-year plan, it is like scary. Well, I do have a worksheet for you that gives you, um, tell a little about yourself, where you see yourself in 10 years. Um, and then you put down in one year where you want to be and in five years where you want to be. So I think having a sheet that kind of prompts you is very helpful. But I think you just have to look like, do I still want to be doing what I'm doing right now in 10 years? Mm-hmm. Do I want to be doing what I'm doing right now in five years? Or do, can you look at other people and say, hey, I want to be doing what Tiger's doing in five years. What does it take me to get from where I am today? to where he is and what steps I need to take toward that and do it in baby steps. I think people get very overwhelmed with goal setting because they're like, well, that's just, I'll just never be able to do that. Exactly. But you have to break it down into baby steps where I'm going to educate myself on this this year. I'm going to seek this different position. I'm going to be the lead dental assistant in my practice. And that being that lead dental assistant is going to get me into the management meetings. And by being into the management meetings, I'm going to learn about the company. So you just have to set steps for yourself that that puts you on the path that you want to be on. Right. And when you talk about the steps, it doesn't mean necessarily if somebody is sitting and thinking, okay, so Monday morning, I'm going to go to my practice and I'm going to tell all the rest of the assistants that now I'm going to be the lead assistant. It's not... It doesn't work that way. I think what you're referring to is every dental practice has challenge or lots of challenges. Correct. So you can step up to certain stones. Like let's use a sport test as an example, right? So it's really hard to keep track of sport testing, who does it, what lab, just to make sure it's done. Just the one simple thing. And if you want to get on that track of becoming the lead dental assistant or become the leader, you can say, I got this. You can yeah. go to the doctor or practice and say, you know what, from today, this is my responsibility. You can put my name on it. I'm going to be the lead sport test expert in our practice. If you have multiple practices, even better, hold the rest of the practice accountable, right? And create a spreadsheet, make simple steps. So it's really easy to get started. It doesn't mean that you're going to have to put a badge on yourself and say, I'm the lead now. Correct. But probably within the same thing that you would recommend, right? For somebody who is just starting out to get into that path. Well, I think when you, the way to become a leader is to lead. Mm-hmm. You don't make yourself a manager. A manager mm-hmm. just tells people right. what to do. So to make yourself a leader, you set yourself to a higher standard. You follow that that pathway of that higher standard that you want to be on. And other people will be drawn to that. They'll be like, oh, my goodness. Like, she is so helpful. She's doing all the sports testing in our practice. And we couldn't do this without her. Like, she's so imperative to our day-to-day operations or our week-to-week operations. Also, coming up with great processes. Like, learning how to segue yourself out of a situation Mm -hmm. by creating a process for the office is a huge help to an office. So anything that you think you can do well, think you could do better, you know exactly how to do it, create that process for your office. And by that pathway of creating processes, you elevate yourself to the point of a leader. Right. And I want to touch on something you said that's very, very important. And it also relates to the keynote today that Dr. Justin gave is, is, is the thought, is being able to believe. I think a lot of people are fortunate. So I was fortunate. My mom told me we grew up in, in a, we didn't have any money. So, but I had a great family. I was lucky to be born in the, in the, with the right parents and so my mom and dad. And my mom, out of nowhere, she would always call me a millionaire. She will say, you know, what, like you're a millionaire. She wouldn't say like one day you will become, she, she would just simply say, you're my millionaire, right? Out of nowhere. And that created an environment where I simply, it wasn't even a question for me that, 
oh, it's impossible for me to get there or it's impossible or, or it's like, oh, I will never be able to. That doesn't even cross my mind. But I realize now that not everybody has that and not everybody had that upbringings. And so if somebody would write down the goals and the first thought is, I'm not worthy of that or I can't achieve that or I can't accomplish that, they probably need to work on themselves, right, to just convince themselves that, no, you, you are worth it. It doesn't matter what kind of goal you put in. You're, you're worth it. You should be able to pursue that. Yeah, and that's easier said than done. I um, I read the book, Who Not How. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've read that book or yep. not. It's a really great book. Yep. But Down Sullivan. look for people who can help you get to where you want to mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm. Don't get so caught up in the weeds of how you're going to do it. Look for who can help you. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, you, everyone has, there's so many resources just within a community, within, within dentistry that you can reach out to that are the who's that can help you get to where you need to be. Right. That's amazing. Um, probably like a final thought. What would you say um, if somebody is at the practice where they're not part of Lightwave? Somebody's listening and they say, well, I'd love to join it, but they're in Texas. Lightwave is not in Texas yet. And they would like to change the trajectory of their practice, but they're not in the leadership position. How would you recommend a person approaching the doctor or a practice manager with the right questions? For example, you guys talked about the core mission or the core values, right? It's important for for every light wave to have the core values. But what if somebody listening, they don't have core values? What would you recommend or how would you recommend they approach their practice ownership and say, we need to create it? That's a really good question. Um, I think every great company has core values. So I think it's just taking that next step to improve yourself, to level up, to escalate yourself to the next level of business and having a team meeting and saying, hey, you know, Tiger had a great idea to create core values for our company. Can we all get on board with that? Because it has to be created with the group and your community within your practice. One person can't say, these are our values and this is how we're going to move forward. Right. I mean, that just does, there's no buy-in from that from your team. So I think just coming up with a team meeting, make that part of your team meetings, coming up with your values, coming up with something everyone agrees on. And it's always going to make you better. Anytime you come up with values, a culture, time you're coming up with processes, it always improves you and takes you to that next level. Awesome. Thank you so much, Sandy. You're certainly welcome. I really wanted to meet you in person and, and just sit down and do this in person because it feels very different. Yes, I'm sure. Right. So like online is great. And and I'm sure we can do another podcast with you at some point sure can. online. But this was this is precious. I, I really value the moments when we can sit down and do it face to face. Thank you very much. We're happy to have you here. Great. Thank you, Sandy.